going to talk a little bit about Portland and uh, how that whole thing is going down. And, you know, it kind of fits in with Chicago as Trump is uh, sending in federal troops and uh, eh, eh, eh. Trump troops, troops, they're called. Troops, that's the, the verbiage of the left, Jack. Well, I know. They've gotten I'm, you. They're controlling you. I'm using that on You're purpose. You're a lackey of the left. He's switch sides, folks. I'm doing that on purpose to make a point. Oh, sorry. Trump troops are being sent in. <laughs> Uh, according to whichever news sources you follow, and it is a dry run for uh, the election, if he loses, to be able to send the troops in and uh, occupy the cities and stay in office. That is actually being said out loud by congresspeople and formerly, to my mind, serious journalists. One gasps at the dumbness. A... Three-headed dragon of Chinese information here, if you will. First of all, uh, we'll just keep everybody anonymous. Three-headed dragon of Chinese information. Yes, that's pretty good. China, right off the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Al Anonymous writes, uh, "Been listening to the show, and it says some very nice things. Thank you very much." Um, And 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 heard our discussion yesterday about the. blindfolded, handcuffed, shaved Muslim prisoners being led onto trains. And Al reminded us of the story earlier this month about a Chinese shipment that was seized that had 13 tons of human hair in it. Right, which they uh, believed was probably from Chinese prisoners. But now that we've seen the shaved heads of these prisoners, yeah, that's certainly where it came from. Upon further research, both the leaked video and the shipment came from the same area, Xinjiang. Well, they shave the heads of their uh, concentration camp victims and sell the hair to the United States. Then Al writes, Quia hoi, we joyed be bushy, which is Mandarin for a coincidence? I think not. Mm. Very nicely done. I'd like to apologize for all to all Chinese uh, people all over the world for my pronunciation. This is part of your three-headed dragon of Chinese information. Head number two. You know, I hesitate to even bring this up. It just clicked in my head. I hope we don't have any idiot listeners who would do something dumb and ugly. You know what? I got to keep this vague, just in case, because there are potentially children involved. There is a building in Silicon Valley that is labeled as something, something innocent. And uh, Al Anonymous, different Al Anonymous, writes, and it's in a really strange place for this sort of building, big industrial and commercial area of town. There are also quite a lot of antennae and satellite communication dishes on the roof, pointed not at the sky, but at nearby buildings of defense contractors. They claim it's geared to pick up uh, Asian television signals. Um... A, uh, a family member of Al Anonymous says they have security meetings at their company often, reminding folks that this is a facade and that it is ac- actually a uh, industrial espionage outpost. Yes, we are definitely in a cold war with China. They're not being shy about it either. Yeah, I heard Marco Rubio say yesterday that the Chinese were running a massive spy organization out of that Houston consulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, to nail down why, in particular, that one got shut down. And all I, I that have, is just that's just incredible. How did we allow it to happen for so long? I have pictures of uh, 
the thing. I'll show you off the air. But again, and, and folks, I'm sorry to be vague, but I just, again, I don't want some nut job to, you know, decide I'm going to strike a blow against the Chinese in this place. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I have a feeling the FBI is more than acquainted with what's happening. Speaking of which, uh, well, actually, it's a four-headed Chinese dragon. Uh, the Marco Rubio <sighs> Terrifying. story. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you like chop off three heads, you still got a dragon right? with a head coming at you. You're only 75% of the way there. Now he's angry because he's two heads down. Right, right, precisely. Uh, Rubio, a uh, Chinese consulate was a massive spy center, hotspot for espionage. Uh, Mark Warner of Virginia, ranking Democrat, said the committee's been holding briefings on Chinese spying with business leaders for years. Um, retaliation could be on the way. Oh, and, and finally, this a biology researcher accused of lying to the FBI fled to the Chinese consulate in San Francisco last month and is still there, the agency says. According to court papers filed a couple of days ago, University of California Davis researcher Tang Wan went to the consulate after a June 20th interview with the FBI, who accused her of denying her connections to the Chinese military in order to get a U.S. visa. The FBI says Tang claimed on her application she'd never served in the People's Liberation Army, but their investigation found pictures of her in uniform. Uh, oh, really? Wow. Well, in uniform of the civilian cadre of the PLA. Okay. So a paramilitary outfit. They also said a search for her home uncovered more evidence of her military connections, so she fled to the Chinese embassy. America is lousy with Chinese spies. You know what's funny? is we've been talking about this for years, partly because I have had friends in the counterintelligence community who've told me this, and we've told you about it, and my favorite quote from a major American university president when the FBI said, listen, you have a number of Chinese agents on your campus. The president of that university said, get off my campus, you racists. That's how stupid we are as a country. But at least now, and that was years ago, at least now we're starting to wake up to the fact that, you know, it's it's happening. Donald Trump don't trust China. And he shouldn't, sir. <laughs> is that the China is a a-hole guy? Same guy? Same guy? Yeah. China is asshole. He's an eloquent commentator, no doubt. He's the Ian Bremmer, really, of the streets. Speaking of Ian Bremmer, he's saying some really interesting stuff about China, too. Uh, we, we could probably get to that. You want to play some Ian Bremmer right sure, now? Sure, why not? Um, yeah, we're going to run just a little late, but these are so good. Uh, hit us with clip 55 there, Sean. This is in the context of a relationship where pretty much everything that matters to both sides is heading in a negative direction. The U.S. and China. Uh, the Uyghurs and their mistreatment of that minority systematically inside China, and we're adding sanctions. Hong Kong and the new national security law and we're adding sanctions, Um, technology, and hitting their most important tech company, Huawei. They're not letting the American tech companies. In South China Sea, we now formally accept the International Court of Justice's um, uh, ruling that says that China's claim of territoriality, we formally do not recognize. Um, uh, Taiwan and increased arms sales, I I can go on and on. But I mean, in my lifetime, this certainly is the worst trajectory for the U.S.-China relationship. Wow. But then, and you always, if you're going to be serious about looking at international relations, you have to look at the domestic politics of the countries involved. That's what most people forget to do. 
Um, and, and Bremer in clip 56 talks about uh, some internal issues in China. Xi Jinping right now, internationally, is having a worse year. I mean, not only does he have a big fight with the United States on his hands that the Chinese leadership has not wanted, but a number of other countries, too, and not being led by the United States. India, a week ago, canceled all of the top Chinese apps, including TikTok, for India. Uh, and they did that in response to China escalating and killing a bunch of Indian soldiers on the Himalayan border. Australia, there's a trade war with China right now. That was a response to the Chinese refusing to open an investigation that Australia demanded, not the U.S. at that point, to uh, the initial cover-up of coronavirus. And the U.K. decision to go after China really was more in response to China's unilateral imposition of this Hong Kong national security law, which really matters to the former colony of the U.K. That policy really drove them much harder than the United States did. Um, this is this is really a problem for Xi Jinping. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, yes, it, the U.S.-China relationship is really bad, but there's also a broad story of backlash against China that we're seeing all over the world right Good. now. Good. The advantage Winnie the Pooh has, uh, Xi Jinping, is that uh, the Chinese people don't know any of this or don't know much of it. Right. He doesn't. I don't see him as Winnie. He doesn't look that much like Winnie the Pooh to me. Who, who started that? Uh, I don't know. I've never but seen I him salute in, them. I've never seen him only wearing a red short sleeve shirt. <laughs> Maybe he would look more like Winnie the Pooh with a face full in a jar of honey. <laughs> well, he definitely would look more like Winnie the Pooh were he to dress in that way. But, uh, no, he, he just—he's got that doughy Winnie the Pooh look, and that he has that same bland, vacant expression a lot. His his facial expression is very Pooh-esque. And all I know is that he doesn't like it, so he hates it. Yeah, yeah, so. Right. There I go calling him that. Yeah. Piling on. <laughs> there you go, Winnie the Pooh. Exactly. <laughs> so the ugliness and militancy in, in Portland, especially the Trump sending uh, federal services to help out. Some cities are asking for it. Some cities are refusing it. The phenomenon of, of municipalities allowing federal facilities to be torched and then yelling when the feds send in help. Uh, the the incredible hypocrisy of Ted Wheeler in, in Portland. All sorts of good stuff to come. Stay around. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's largest communist, Bill de Blasio of New York City. And in fact, by doubling down, he's making it worse because he's making himself look like an extremist who's willing to take away our democratic norms. I mean, think about it. He's literally trying to create the equivalent of a national police, something that's never existed. Our founding fathers didn't want it. No Americans have wanted it. Trump's trying to do that de facto by ordering federal troops into cities that don't even want him. That will backfire in every way and it has to be stopped and if those federal troops show up on the streets of new york city we'll be in court and we will stop them because it's brazenly unconstitutional and another brave defender of democracy portland's ted wheeler i'm not afraid that i am pissed off what are you pissed about this 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 is a egregious overreaction on the part of the federal officers. There was nothing that I signed that warranted this reaction. All right, here's the story. First, 
that very well could be true. There's nothing he saw that warranted that kind of action. It's possible true. I mean, you know, if you're out earlier in the day when you see the peaceful protests. Mm-hmm. Although we have uh, the story, the full story from somebody who observed it. Great resource in just a minute. I do want to tell you one thing about de Blasio. And this isn't proof of anything. I'm not one of those guys who leaps like that. But I thought it was weird. De Blasio did an interview on the unwatchable CNN this morning in which they were asking him about the very topic, you know, of federal protective services and whether Trump's trying to become a dictator. And he said several times that he's looking for a harmonious society. And Trump's upsetting that. And we really, New York wants a harmonious society. And I thought, wait a minute. That is specifically the slogan of the communist Chinese. That's what they're always saying. That's why you can quash uh, any dissent. You can jail anybody who questions the government because they're being disharmonious. That's their word. And I thought, wait a minute, Bill de Blasio, you're well-educated and, and informed enough. To, 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 it, I mean, it'd be like uh, me walking around advocating a final solution. I mean, why are you using that term? thought it was weird. Well, how does the whatever it is, 200% increase in violent crime fit into his harmonious society in New York? Well, he, he kind of gets into that and says Trump's scapegoating the demonstrators and the pullback of police. And it actually started in January hmm. when de Blasio was in power. But anyway, uh, let's get back to Portland and, and Ted Wheeler, who uh, we have a, uh, a listener who has been. Well, we have a number of folks who, who listen and observe in the Portland area. But we also have uh, Al Anonymous, who has been watching live streams late at night through the night from Portland. Hmm. Um, I don't know what Al's uh, lifestyle is, but he's for several nights in a row, he's reporting on what he's seen. Um, Ted Wheeler came out to talk with some of the protesters. He says, um, I'm watching as I type this just after midnight. Ted Wheeler came out to talk with some protesters, promised them the moon. He stated that he was out there with them, and he promised, I'll stay with you all night. Simultaneously, 100 yards away, crowd was chanting, F. Ted Wheeler, F. Ted Wheeler. The more militant militants, which reminds me of uh, the situation in Oakland, California, where the absolute Trotskyite uh, communist mayor, Libby Schaff, who's been enabling and encouraging the far left protesters, they attacked her house the other day. We're shooting off the other day. I'm sorry. It was like 2 a.m. They're firing off fireworks for 45 minutes, graffitied her house, screaming at her and the neighbors. And they painted on her garage door, which would be scary because you're awful dang close to my house to paint on my garage door. Defend OPD, the Oakland Police Department. Defend or defund? Defund, I'm sorry. Defund OPD. Yeah, it's a completely different situation. Defund OPD. Cancel rent. What? Yes. Homes for all. What? Right. And drop the charges, which is, you know, uh, protesters that have been charged with various things. And a horrified and aghast Libby Schaff referred to them as uh, terrorists. Unbelievable. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, uh, can I use the name? I'll, I'll call him Al Anonymous, Al Anonymous again. Say, uh, the likes of Mayor Schaff has spent years carefully nurturing the seeds that have sprouted these lunatics without a care for what might spring forth. Um, anyway, so, yeah, now she's calling them terrorists. Okay, that's hilarious. So, anyway, get, getting back to Portland. Uh, so he, uh, they're chanting F. Ted Wheeler. He was escorted to the fence on one side of the Justice Center. He stayed there just long enough for protesters to start a fire. 
Just before midnight, feds delivered CS gas so they could get out and put out the debris fire right next to the building. Once Ted got his photo op in of coughing in a bit of the gas, he was escorted out to the Portland building. I assume he was then escorted out of the area. Uh, My bet is that he will use this stunt as a hammer to bash the evils of Trump on Thursday. Um, Note, his cops gassed the protesters at the police union building just a week ago. There is so much grandstanding going on. But the fact that there are politicians saying... We're going to let federal property get destroyed because we don't like Trump. And if the feds try to defend federal property, because we're not, we're going to yell that it's a dictatorship. I mean, that's some that's some ballsy politics. It's dangerous. Yeah, I don't know where this is going to end or if it's going to be this way clear up till Election Day. Hope not. You know, one more note on this topic. I like this. This is from uh, Bill. Why isn't anyone bringing up the, the exact... Oh, he's talking about the G-men going to Chicago, um, as it appears to be happening, because that city is more dangerous than, than Beirut, than Iraq. Why isn't anyone bringing up the exact same thing happened in the 20s for exactly the same reason? Have you ever seen the untouchables? Mm. It's Bill in San Clemente. Way to go, Bill. Say, um, say hi to Richard uh, Milhouse Nixon for me. Thursday means unemployment numbers are in. How many people filed for uh, help? And we've got that for you. It's up for the first time since the COVID thing started. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Fast food chain KFC has announced that it will work with a Russian 3D bioprinting lab to create the so-called meat of the future, while Arby's announced that they're going to stick with the meat of the past. Relax, it's only a few days old. Why, Why? the shots at Arby's? Why? Why? I would crush an entire menu's worth of Arby's food right now. Well, Their so- sandwiches are so good and meaty and delicious. <laughs> what? What is it with the Eastern media? Actually, well, Spade's from the West Coast, isn't he? That's uh, Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers, um, my mistake. Sorry. Do you have any idea? Does anybody have any idea how Arby's became? Because uh, Conan's always killing it. The Simpsons have been for 30 years. I, th- I think it's a, if it's really as good as they say it is, it wouldn't be as cheap as it is. <laughs> what? I'm not sure I follow. So like, if, if, if you're really the butcher counter with a drive-through, how come I can get this? What What is this really? If it's a, if I can get five of these for a five, I don't box? care what it is. It's delicious. I don't either. I eat them constantly, but I, I believe that is where the origin of it came. Yeah, it's from. interesting. Well, I consider I, won't have it. I consider Arby's a cut above most fast food. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! It's lean sliced meat as opposed to ground up God knows what. <laughs> Yeah, put enough salt on this. Nobody will have any suspicion that it's actually chicken heads and cow anuses. And Taylor has filed for bankruptcy. Ain't going to weather the storm of the coronavirus. Joss Banks and uh, Men's Warehouse are expected to follow. Uh, Where will we house our men? Men's Warehouse? A lot yeah. Of your, a lot of your big uh, retailers. Yes, why is that's where I got. Anyway, You're the tux, love the way tux, you I was thinking get, of tuxedos. That's tux yeah. for you. Well, they'll, they'll, will they bail around that long? I don't know. Yeah. Get I your don't. deposit back. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 
But that, that, these are just rumors. I think we 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 can get in trouble for this. Everything's fine. Go get a suit at Men's Warehouse. What are you doing then? What? Are, why are you bringing them down? Suspicions. Oh, that this this oh. trend will continue that direction. Ah, yeah. With our major retailers, just uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, rising unemployment claims points to faltering jobs recovery is a headline in the Wall Street Journal today as 1.4 million more people. Uh, made applications for unemployment benefits in the last week. That's the first time it's gone up in four months since the original, oh, my God, what the hell is happening? Right. It's been it's going been down little by little. Discouragingly high throughout, but has continued to go down, 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 down until this week. Well, that rings true, of course. It's hard not is to. Is it a spike? It's hard not to doom scroll because the whole you get $600 a week unemployment benefits things comes to an end next Friday. Unless they extend it or they're going to. give you some of it or something, but nobody knows what's going to be yet. No, that's true, but they're absolutely going to extend it. Okay. Oh, boy. You know, what we haven't talked about that we said we were going to is the idea of uh, teaching pods. Oh, yeah. Um, big in, in San Diego and other places, allegedly. I can see this catching on. Yeah, yeah. What, you, you pay well me now? I hate you. What? <laughs> Hang on a second. I have it over here as well. <laughs> Um, the idea is the remote learning thing was a disaster. It was. And that was starting at mid year. Well, you know, Grant, uh, mid year when the teachers and students had a relationship. So there was a chance it could work. I will grant you that the grasp of technology and understanding of the challenge is going to be better this next year, but it's still going to be terrible. Just terrible. Especially as teachers start relationships with students they have no relationship with. Uh, but anyway, so families realizing that this is going to be a disaster say, and obviously this is folks with money, say, all right, listen, the uh, the 10 of us are going to pool our money. We're going to hire a teacher. We're all going to agree not to go out and party and catch the vid. We'll meet at my house. Right, exactly. To we party? Have a, we have a big extra room and no, we'll, do no the, parties. we'll do the teaching there. Right, exactly. And And our kids are going to get taught. Um, which is a, a really strong idea if you have the money to do it, obviously. But families are gathering with strangers in Facebook groups, uh, friends over text messages, teachers being recruited, sometimes uh, uh, quietly and under the table to work with small clusters of children. There's a Facebook group dedicated to helping families connect. I think this is a great idea. Yeah. Um, he said the cost would be about thirteen hundred bucks per child per month. That's that's stiff. Sure, I mean, obviously that's a depends lot. how much money you got, but um, that's that's really stiff. When do that's like buying a Ferrari on payments. When do people start trying to get money back from the the taxes they paid into their school district? Hey, you for whatever reason, you know, valid or not, are not teaching my kid. Right. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Whether right. it's fair or not, you are not teaching my kid. Could I have that money back? And I'll spend it somehow on supplies or a tutor or whatever. Right. Educating your kid. Educating my kid. Sorry, Junior. You can learn on YouTube. Daddy's got a new Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, they just go into some details and uh, raising concerns. This is exacerbating inequities that course through the educational system. You know, that's one of the great lies and, and... and, and misleading uh, philosophies of our time, the whole inequity thing, that if somebody is doing better, they must be brought down. That is so ugly, and that's such an old and disgusting uh, socialist attitude that's been decried by everybody from uh, Kurt Vonnegut to, to Orwell to everybody. 
the idea of chopping down uh, those who are doing well to make things more equal. The equal equal share of misery, as Churchill put it. It's just so terrible. No, you lift the folks on the bottom up. They must have had a hell of a standard for what they were going to do there at $1,300 a month per kid. You get five kids together, 5600 That's a lot of money per month. You could do it for way cheaper than that. And be if if your standard is just be better than what the school is going to give you, you yeah. could do it for way less than that. Yeah, I wonder, i got to scroll back to... Where did that number come from? Mm, Salem, Massachusetts. Pretty high uh, cost of living area. Yeah, and, and depending on what you wanted. I mean, if you had a teacher, of course, the teacher's got to develop some sort of curriculum, or you have to get it from one of your homeschooling resource uh, places. I'm, I'm involved in this. It's very uh, loosey-goosey. So, I mean, it would be, again, all you got to do is be better than what the school's going to give right. you. But if you get curriculum together, with lots of you know worksheets for the kids and reading assignments, and the teacher just gets together with the kids two hours a day. You don't have to pay somebody seventy thousand dollars a year Hell or whatever no. to get together for a couple hours a day, go over it, answer questions, maybe introduce the next stuff to be talked about, and make themselves available via email. Uh, this, this seems like a great example. And and again, this is the Washington Post I was quoting from about the inequities, some concern, blah blah blah. If you don't do your best for you and yours at every moment of your life, well, all right, not every moment. Sometimes you want to screw around. Um, <laughs> if, if you don't do your best for you and yours, every chance you reasonably get, you're an idiot. You are in charge of your life. Not some sort of generalized society outcome based on the decisions of our wise politicians. Are you freaking kidding me? You know, it's in control. It reminds me of the, the police argument. So you want to defund the police, or in some cases, like Minneapolis, get rid of the police. You know what's going to happen? People who can afford it will hire private security. And mm-hmm. there will still be police, but only for the wealthy, which is a worse outcome than you currently see it. Sure. Same thing could happen with schools. What happened, I know, in a lot of schools, I won't name any in particular, but I know a lot of schools, because I've talked to a lot of different people, is it all got held up by making sure nobody was left out. The poorest family in the entire school, you had to make sure they had their Chromebook, and they've got the right Wi-Fi, and they've got their meals and everything like that before you're going to allow anybody to learn. So what you're going to end up having is... The parents who can afford it are going to hire private teachers and just abandon that whole thing altogether. And you're going to have a worse outcome than you had before. Right. By demanding perfection mm-hmm. in your policing and your schooling, you're going to end up with more of the haves and have-nots than you've ever had in our history. That's exactly where it's going to go. Best example of this ever. Well, actually, this is probably the best example ever. But our favorite previously was uh, UC Berkeley, I think it was, made all of their lectures available online for free, or a huge number of them. So if you're interested in a particular topic, you could you could learn, which is a wonderful thing. It's universally, you know, loved, right? Except they were sued by uh, handicap rights activists or something because not all of the lectures right. were available in Braille. So they made them take them all down. So now nobody can learn. That is the philosophy of socialism in a nutshell. Oh, that that dominated a lot of this online learning across the country. A lot. Oh, it. yeah. I know it did. And it slowed it way down. That's insane, by the way. Yeah. That's an insane way to run a society. So none of the kids get school for two months to make sure that nobody's left out? Yeah. That's crazy. Listen, I am dedicated to the idea of Johnny, 
whose mom is a tweaker and her dad is dead or long gone. I love the idea of doing everything we can to help Johnny out because Johnny got dealt a terrible hand of cards. But the idea that nobody gets to learn until Johnny's, you know, 100% ready, that's that's obscene to me. It's just crazy. Oh, well. Well, and, and there will be a reaction. There will be, there's a market reaction that's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. What was the study we, we were talking about a few weeks ago? I found it so interesting. The most powerful force in a, a, a democracy or a republic is when people vote with their feet. They leave. They go elsewhere. Seems unsanitary. Do, it, it's, do, <laughs> put your foot on the lever? Yeah, or? do they wipe it down before the next person comes in? I think you're misunderstanding me, Positive Sean. This is sick enough. I'm not, I could fill, like the old pencil ballots, I'm not sure I could figure one out, fill one out with my feet. <laughs> Maybe you're just not trying hard enough. I don't know if I have that skill. But people will leave where they're going and or where they're living and go somewhere else where they, they think life is better. Uh, uh, witness the gigantic exodus from Calunicornia among anybody with an education or the ability to make a living. And the only reason Cal Unicornia's population is still growing is uh, the poor, the illegals, and the poor illegals. <laughs> um, how much is your time worth? We actually have an answer. And then people making various decisions around that number is a pretty interesting topic. What is your time worth? Sometimes you have to figure that out. Yes. Yeah. We do that with the, some of the grocery shopping. Like we got to go to Target. You can hire these various people to deliver groceries, and it costs whatever. Uber Eats might be the same thing. It's going to cost me four bucks, but I'd have to drive across town and take me this long. What's what's it worth? Mm-hmm. You know, all these sorts of things. Anyway, right. we got a number of uh, uh, stats on that that are pretty entertaining, and, and a bunch of other stuff. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Show. Even though fan sounds will be piped into the stadiums, the actual fans will still be watching baseball at home. So for fans who want to recreate the stadium experience at home, there's a lot of things that you can do, you know, to make you feel like you're actually at a game. First of all, make sure to watch the TV from really far away so you have no idea what's happening. <laughs> then grab a beer from your fridge and rip up a $20 bill. And finally, <laughs> cover your bathroom in another man's urine. Now that's baseball. <laughs> that's pretty good. So if I listen to the radio broadcast this afternoon of the San Francisco Giants this afternoon, yeah. um, uh, would I hear crowd noise? Yes. Yeah. I-, I watched a TV broadcast of a ball game the other night, and it was not terribly well engineered. It just didn't sound authentic. It was wimpy, and the levels were wrong. Let's go, just... Rangers, and it's and the Rangers aren't playing. <laughs> a couple of good games to kick off the the shortened season, though. You got uh, is it the Yankees and the Nationals. I yeah. believe so. Yeah, yeah, great, uh, great pitchers duel there. Uh, Matt Scherzer against uh, uh, Cole, Nat King Cole. That's the one. Um, the, the, the guy, the Yankees just uh, traded for, or, 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 uh, signed. Um, and then on the West Coast, you got the Dodgers Giants. Always. Garrett Cole. Fantastic. Garrett Cole. That's it. Um, and Old the, King Cole. And, I don't know. And are they actually going to do that thing you were showing me earlier? Are they going to, uh, I believe so. It's, it's, photo image in fans so you don't see an empty stadium? Cause that kind of takes the fun out of it too. Fox put that out as something they're going to do on their broadcasts. Um, essentially the same thing that's been happening in video games where it is, 
they have six to 15 different models of people that they mm-hmm. just kind of randomly assign throughout the stadium. They can artificially put different shirts or whatever on it so it's not just a sea of one color out mm-hmm. there. Um, it's but great yeah, time to be alive. It's going to be digital fans <laughs> in the real stadiums, I guess, reacting in sync with the digital audio cheers. Of the okay. thing, right? Like they yeah. in wow. the little Fox clip they put out, they even had some of the fans doing the wave. I guess wow. so, I'm going to be watching just for that. Yeah. Um, so I got two things here, and they're both really good. Uh, study finds how much time people will spend to find an amazing deal and what their time is worth. What you think your time is worth? And then I've got this thing about how anger is actually the key to creativity, which is really good. <laughs> wow, they're both good stories. Uh, which do you like? What do you want? Well, gee, I don't know. And it's not on me, because you'll blame me if if it turns out bad. <laughs> I know how you are. But then if I got angry, I'd get creative. I mean, <laughs> which means the next segment would that, just be That exactly. might bring the best out of me. Maybe I'd be better off. Well, I don't know. A quick brain lesson on anger. Researchers maintain there are, I'd never heard this before, but it's interesting. There are two basic motivational forces that underlie all human behavior. Mm. Two. The impulse to approach something desired. Yes. I guess that would be... Sex, love, money, food. Chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. And the impulse to withdraw or move away from something unpleasant. Ah, fire. Exactly. Sorry, unfortunate reference since your home almost burnt down last night. Or that smells gross or that person's annoying or whatever. Right, yeah. One would think anger would fall into the latter category that repels us, but recent science actually has overturned that view. It turns out that anger significantly activates the left anterior cortex, a part of the brain crucial to establishing approach behaviors that pushes to pursue desired goals. When humans get when humans get angry, we actually tend to get closer to the source of anger rather than try to eliminate it. In simpler terms, if you're angry about something, your brain is wired to make you want to move toward the emotion and fully engulf yourself in it. We call this the Twitter corollary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no kidding. Uh, Well, I can't be the only guy who will get pissed off and then have to talk myself out of remaining angry. It feels kind of good, in a way. You know what I mean? You don't want to drop it. No? Yes? No? Maybe I'm just more in touch with my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be a positive, whatever it is. Well, right. (laughs) Um, Also... A 2014 study featured in Creativity and Innovation Management, which I subscribe to, found that positive emotions actually constrain creative performance, whereas negative emotions foster creative performance. Maybe it's just my personality type, but I have many times said, all right, that's it. This is stupid. I'm going to do this. You know, it motivates me. As opposed to I'm feeling great and everything's good in the world and look at that sunshine. I'm going to launch into a new creative project. That's just not the way it works. Yeah, that rings very true to me. Positive emotions constrain creative performance. Negative emotions foster. Well, it's it's almost the the positive emotions thing is my needs are fulfilled. The negative is they ain't. And so you want to change things. Got to do something about it. Exactly. I got to think more about this. If you're angry about something, your brain, is, your brain is wired to make you want to move toward the emotion and fully engulf yourself in it. Maybe that's to deal with it, to solve it, to defeat it, whatever. Uh, yeah, and I always think about things, uh, I believe, in evolution, uh, from an evolutionary standpoint. Maybe it's people that had a tendency to, that makes me kind of mad, and I'm going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. You need to deal with it. 
You can't you can't ignore problems sooner or later. You got to fully engulf them and deal with them because right. the, the person that says I don't like that emotion, I'm going to forget it ever happened or pretend it's not happening, doesn't succeed, doesn't mm. mate, doesn't oh, reproduce and raise we're back uh, to mating. Well, yeah, evolutionary thing. Right. So the people who who approach the problem engulf themselves in the anger and the problem and right yeah, kick and, the saber toothed tiger right in the junk. <laughs> You know, when I picture cavemen, there are saber-toothed tigers everywhere. It's like mosquitoes on a Minnesota summer night. I don't actually think there are that many of them. And the key is to kick them in the jungle. Okay, well, let's see. What, are you going to kick them in the face? They got the fangs. That guy will raise kids. Right, you grab them by the tail, and you just lift them off the ground. You're boom. Barefooted, of course. Send them running. Yep. <laughs> Send them running. When I was a kid, I was absolutely fascinated by the prehistoric beasts sure. that roamed North America, in particular, for obvious reasons. But of course. your gigantic rhinoceri and your huge woolly mammoths and all. Although uh, the, the mammoth was not giant, the mastodon was enormous, and just they they had uh, hippos the size of uh, semi trailers and just all sorts of cool beasts. And you deal with them all the same way: kick them in the testicles. <laughs> well, the male versions, yeah. According yeah. according to some anthropologists, yes. But evidently, they were just too big and delicious and got hunted to extinction. Big and delicious. I mean, you got a hippo the size of a trailer truck. How are you going to miss it with exactly. your spear? Just close your eyes and throw. Too big and delicious. Think That's about what it. doomed them. Armstrong and Getty.